Hey friend, welcome to Wednesday, April 5th. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. It is midweek, Easter week, and we're so excited about the weekend, and today for me is just all prep. Um, three messages, the homegoing service tomorrow, Friday, Good Friday service, and then of course Sunday celebration. Looks like we're going to have good weather for the weekend. Don't forget there's nothing on site tonight at church, so enjoy the extra time. And join us on Good Friday for Lord's Table and as we, uh, as we look together at the cross of Jesus. And invite a friend uh, to hear the gospel Friday and Sunday at Emmanuel. And pray for those that are helping to execute the extravaganza on Saturday. That's going to be a big event. More than, I think Sherwin said like 2,400 people are signed up or something like that. So we're excited about that. Psalm 75, last verse today, okay? So we have heard the word of God. Uh, we have heard the application. God's the judge, verse seven, puts up one, sets down another. We've heard the gospel. In the hand of the Lord, there's a cup. The wine is red. It's full of mixture. He poureth out the same, but the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth shall wring them out and shall drink them. We've heard the assurance of the psalmist that he knows he's saved. He knows he belongs to God. I will declare forever. So there, in this phrase, I will declare forever, I will sing praises unto the God of Jacob, there's both, a, there's both the declaration of an assurance as well as the, the confirmation of devotion. Th th there's a decision here. It's a declaration and a decision. It's assurance and commitment at the same time. So on one hand, he's saying, I know I'm secure forever. I know where I'm going, and uh, I know whose I am. I know who I belong to. I know that I'm loved and accepted by God. He knows he is saved, okay? That's, that's assurance, and it's eternal uh, security. So there's that. But then as a result of that, like out of that, or blended into the same statement, is a, a declaration of his devotion. I intend to let this be my song. Uh, God is mine and I am his, and I'm going to declare his praises in this life and the next. Um, so there's this, there's this, here's who I am and here's what I'm going to do. And honestly, this is the construct of, of the entire narrative of Scripture, the entire sense of the gospel. We don't do to become. We become by faith and then we do out of that. So let me back that up, okay? Most religion says, do this so that God will call you this or make you this. If you're good, God will save you or forgive you. So do comes before or leads to done, okay? Uh, so if you want to be saved, do these things. That's all wrong, okay? The scriptural narrative, the gospel narrative, God's plan is done. It, 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 it's done by Jesus on the cross the work of forgiving and saving you is done by Jesus. You receive that work. Um, and because of it being done and you're secure now forever, you're born into new life. Out of that done flows all of your doing. So I am secure. I am saved. I am purchased, rescued forever. Therefore, I'm going to live courageously, confidently. I'm going to live out uh, of who God says I am. I'm going to pursue holiness and love and grace 
Uh, I'm going to extend grace. I'm going to forgive others. I'm going to serve. I'm going to live my life in praise to the one who has done something so wonderful for me. Now let's pick it up in verse 9. I'm sorry, verse 10. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. So the I now switches places. If you notice, verse 9, it's the psalmist saying, I will declare forever, I will sing the praises of God. Well, verse 10 is not the psalmist saying that he's going to cut off, that he's not elevating himself to the position of judge. Whoever is speaking in verse 10 is, is the judge of the universe. So he says, all the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. So first, it's important that you get the right I. Okay, who is I? And in verse 10, I is God, the judge. Then we'll talk about the, the concept of horns. We talked about that earlier. It's a picture, it's a metaphor for power or authority um, or uh, yeah, I think power and significance is a good s- s- idea here. So all the horns of the wicked, all the power, all the prominence, all the authority of the wicked will be cut off. But the horns of the righteous, the, the power and the prominence of this group, the righteous. So let's, let's break down wicked and righteous. We've talked about this before, but I'll touch on it quickly. It's not about doing alone because if it's all about doing then we're all wicked and none of us are righteous because we all have failures we all have sins okay that sin quantifiably makes us unrighteous in God's eyes that's why God says there's none righteous no not one so in and of ourselves apart from grace and mercy in Jesus we are not righteous okay so whenever you come across the word of God the word the, the word talking about someone that's righteous, that's not you or me, okay? Except, now, um, let, me, let me back up. Intrinsically, that's not you or me. Of our own or on our own, that's not you or me. We would default by birth, by death passed upon all men for that all have sinned, Romans 5. Uh, we are by default wicked, okay? Um, but obviously in this passage and in many others, the authors of Scripture, the human followers of God, considered themselves righteous. Well, why? Because, it goes all the way back to Genesis, Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him as righteousness. So here it is. You cannot know God, be welcomed into heaven, be forgiven for sins without being declared righteous by God. That's your judicial exoneration by the judge, verse 7, God is the judge, judge of the universe, declaring you righteous. You cannot earn it or achieve it. You can only receive it. How is it made available? By Jesus. He became sin for us who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So Jesus on the cross, as we study this week in Good Friday and all these things, Jesus on the cross exchanged or bore became my sin, bore the wrath and judgment my sin deserves, in order that he could offer me or extend to me a judicial exoneration and declare me judicially righteous. So listen, this is what done leading to do means. What you and I need is not first behavioral righteousness. That's going to come in time as God transforms us. 
What we need first is a judicial exoneration in the courtroom of the universe because we are already guilty. So we need judicially, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Imputed righteousness. We need God to confer the declaration of righteousness upon us. When you read in the Psalms, the contrast of the wicked and the righteous, it's not just about doing because that puts us all in the wicked category. God, and all the psalmists knew this, God exonerates, he gives, extends a declaration of righteousness. He clothes us in his righteousness based on faith in his sacrifice, Jesus, on the cross. So, my friend, if you want to be declared righteous by God right now, pray. Trust Jesus as your Savior and receive him because that's the gospel and that's the only hope to escape judgment, to enter heaven, to experience the new kingdom of God forever and ever, and the only hope to have forgiveness of your sins with God. You cannot do anything to make God forgive you of sins apart from receiving what Jesus already has done. Okay, so receive it by faith right now. Jesus, I believe, I receive, I'm trusting you as my Savior. Then you can bank on this promise in verse 10, and I've gone too long, I'm so sorry. But the promise of verse 10 is this. In a dark and crazy, insane world, what's going to happen? What's right on the cusp of happening right now? God will cut off the horns of the wicked, the influence, the prosperity, the prominence, the power of wicked people, and they're everywhere from the highest levels of our government throughout all the entertainment industry and all the corporate world. Wickedness is everywhere. Those that willfully, volitionally, staunchly reject God, they will be cut off. Now, right now is the space of mercy. What's our job? To hope they get cut off tomorrow? No, our job is to communicate the gospel to them uh, this week and every week to reach as many people as possible with the mercy of God. His job, God's job in the right time is to level it all. He's going to deal with judgment. But who's protected? Who's safe? The righteous. The horns of the righteous shall be exalted. So my friend, if you feel like life is beating you down, you feel like circumstances are crushing you, you feel like the wicked world around you is riding roughshod over you, you take hope today because you serve a Savior who suffered and resurrected. We celebrate him on Sunday. And you are safe. You're declared righteous. And God's promise to you is your horns, your power, prominence, prestige, prosperity will be exalted. So rest in this truth today. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you tomorrow.